old saints. Bless the Lord, saints. I know we all have uh, somewhat uh, heavy hearts, and we are missing our dear brother. And he is with the Lord. I want to take a moment, and let's laugh a little bit and smile a little bit. Let's, let's get a smile on our faces. And uh, I want to play a little quick tribute video to him and his uh, laughter and joy with his family, with his children. And for those of you who don't realize it, our minister of music, our chief principal keyboardist, and uh, just wonderful call director, Minister Lamont Williams, went home to be with the Lord suddenly. And uh, so we're celebrating this Lord's Day, and we're also remembering him, and we are all, as a church, trying to reflect and to press our way on. And so let's remember him fondly right now. Play the video. Good morning, good morning unto you, my beautiful people. It is I, Sorrell Lamont Williams, on this beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning that God has made for us. And if anything you should do today, you should take advantage of this day that God has given to you.
when seasons in your life change, God is saying, although the seasons change, I'm going to still be the same God for you today, yesterday, and forevermore. Thank you so much, Brother Solomon, for that beautiful tribute video to our brother as we remember him today, as we worship the Lord. Uh, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. This is the day you've made. We are yet going to rejoice and be glad in it. In the midst of it all, we know thou art God. Speak to us and give us a word that will refresh us, cause us to go on and to see what the end's going to be. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, the passage of scripture read in your hearing uh, this morning was read from the book of Job 42. Job 42 verses uh, 10 through 17 were read. I'm just going to read a few words out of the Message Bible, which is in the subsection 12 through 15. And I'm just going to read a couple of those words, and I want to share a conversation I had with my dear brother, Dr. C.L. Stallworth, and tell uh, his personal story of part of this uh, message today. But uh, here, here's a, the word he and I share together, and this is the word. God blessed Job's latter life even more than his earlier life. God blessed Job's latter life even more than his earlier life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to talk for the next few moments from this theme, living in the aftermath of trauma. Living in the aftermath of trauma. What's interesting to me is that um, when I look at this text and I look at Job here in the text, I can't help but do what, what, what Dr. C.L. said, wonder, how could Job go on without remembering what he lost? Because no matter how much God gave him in the future, what he lost was still lost. The things that were gone were gone. Things that were no longer there weren't there. There were some changes, and in and, and the words of, of Doxiel, you know, you had to see other children and remember the children you lost. You had to walk around and see the mountains and remember the hills where your, your former animals were running. You had to see things that reminded you of the past. That's interesting. Because it brings me to the notion, and I want Shiloh to get this, and the Williams family and everybody else, this is not just about our dear brother, this is about life in general. The truth is, there are things in life that you can't change it, 
but you can live with it. You can't change it, but you can live with it. Now, this will preach right here because someone has to realize, I know things have happened in your life. People have made decisions, things have gone on, that stuff is out, and if it were up to you, if you could play God for a moment, it would not be as it is. Truth be told, we don't get the luxury of being God at any point. So what we have to learn to do is to live with it. You, you know, the, the, it, it's interesting to note this. It's not about getting over what happens to you. Rather, it's about learning to live with it. Now, you don't get over it. You learn to live with it. You move on because you have to move on. You learn to live with it. It's not about getting over what happens to you. Rather, it's about learning to live with it. And I thought about that because, boy, some stuff is hard to live with. There are some things that happen that I just, be honest with you, would not happen. It does, but I want, look, if I could get a do-over with God on a few things, I would go for the do-over right now. But you don't get it. You got to learn to live with it. And all of us, all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, all of us must learn to live with loss. All of us must learn to live with loss. And there are all kinds of losses in the world. There are all kinds of things that happen that create loss for us. I don't know what those things are, but they happen. It happens for whatever reason and you know what they are in your life. Some of them are lost relationships. Some of them are loved ones that have gone home. Some of them are skill sets that are no longer available. Some of them are body parts that don't function like they used to. Yeah, you don't run nearly as fast as you used to. Whatever LeBron James and uh, Tom Brady are taking, they need to bottle it. Tom Brady is 105 and LeBron James is 102. And they're still running around like young men, but that's not everybody. The average person will be what Charles Barkley once said, you'll be a Havilet. And they said, Charles, it was a Havilet. Charles said, I had it but lost it. And most of us are Havilets. We had it but lost it. You know what I mean. The truth is you have to learn to live with loss. You have to learn to be able to, to survive in the midst of it all. Wow. Here's Job. You know the story. Tested by God. He loses everything. Stuff just goes away from him. And after all of the testing of God, he's left with loss and he's left with questions. He's left with wounds. He's left with tears. And, and, I, and I thought I would share this with you, and I just want to give you three lessons from Job. I'm not going to be long, but these are keepers, and these are going to bless you going forward, not just in this situation, but in every situation of your life. Three lessons from Job. Three lessons from Job. The first lesson we need to get is you must find 
a place to weep. Number one, you must find a place to weep. I know, I know some of you don't believe in crying, but trust me, you live long enough and you will be like Jesus and you will get to the grave of somebody you love or even before and you will join him in, in that word. One of the shortest verses of the Bible, Jesus wept. You must find a place to weep. Here's the story I told you I was going to share with you, and I hope he doesn't mind. I don't think he will, but uh, Dr. C.L. Stowe, for those of you who don't know, is the pastor of the East End Tabernacle Baptist Church in Bridgeport. And Dr. Stallworth is from Alabama, and that's where we met at uh, nearly 100 years ago. Uh, many, 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 many years ago. He's been preaching 40 years, so you know how long it's been. And, and he tells this story, which I find most intriguing. Uh, he, his father passed. And after his father passed, he, of course, he went to the funeral. He did what he needed to do there at the service. Being the pastor leader he is and was at that time. And when he finished doing everything, he realized that getting all of the stuff done being a participant, leading worship, and what have you doing all that, he had never at any time weeped. He had never grieved. He had never grieved the loss. He had never weeped at all. He, and, and he thought he was fine. He was going along. And so after the service was over, his words, I got the big idea, I could drive back to Atlanta. He drives back. Gets there and decides he's going to get something to eat. He goes into the restaurant, sits down in the restaurant, and he's sitting in the restaurant. The lady asked him a simple question. Do you want greens with that? And when she said, do you want greens, all of a sudden, his words, I lost it. And in the middle of the restaurant, he began to weep over, do you want greens? No, nothing to do with the greens. The truth of the matter was what he discovered is this. Because he hadn't taken time to find a place to weep, the place found him. It's going to come sooner or later. You might as well take time and realize that it's okay to weep. Job 16 and 20 says, My friend scorned me, but mine eyes pouted out tears before uh, unto God. Psalm 6 and 6 says, I'm weary with my groanings all night. Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Psalm 42, 3 says, My tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto me, Where is God? Psalm 126.5 says that they that sow in tears shall reap also in joy. Jeremiah asked the question, Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears that I could even weep both day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. You have to realize tears have power. Tears need to flow every now and then. You know, I love the fact that the psalmist in Psalm 56 says, verses 8 and 9, he says, Thou tellest me my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. 
and there are they not in thy book. Sometimes we just say, Lord, just bottle my tears. Just bottle my tears. You, you know, you have to be able to cry. Uh, you know, um, we might try to tell folk we don't cry. Some of y'all sneak a tear in every now and then. And some of you fellas don't realize y'all try to act like y'all don't ever cry, but y'all do. And one fellow even wrote about it. He said, sometimes you get the tears of a clown when there's no one around you. <laughs> don't hurt, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every now and then, you just need, release it. I actually think, and I could be wrong, but I think that tears are to the soul what the letting off of steam is to a steam pot. You got to let it off. You got to, before you let the pot blow, you got, you got to just let it, let some of that hot liquid get out. Ain't no shame in the game. But not only do you, do you need to find a, a place, you have found a place to weep, but I actually believe you must find people to witness people to witness. You must find people to witness. Uh, th this is important here. Everybody needs somebody to stand next to them when they're going through. Everybody needs somebody. You need an Eliphaz, you need a Bildad, you need a Zophar. I don't care. They, you know, you, you got to realize these, these folk, verse 11 said, Job's three friends came to him. They, they came and they gathered with him in the midst of his pain. They were right there by his side. Everybody needs somebody. Now, now you can talk about them and God even rebukes them in the end because they, they didn't do him right during the whole time. They started off real good and then they got, they got to weary of his long time issues. But, 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 but don't, don't, don't put it away too quick. You, let me give this to you. They were not perfect friends but they are yet commendable because at least they were there. They're not perfect, but they yet are commendable because at least they were there. They were there. Job 16 and 2 says, yeah, I've heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. Yeah, but they were there. And there's something to be said about having people there. I need to put this out in the earth realm. You understand something? A witnessing place is, a, and witnessing people are those people who come in to aid you. Don't, don't try to deal with life in isolation. Let me talk to the men. Brothers, Sisters at least will, will talk to each other. They'll get on the phone and converse with one another. But some of us men have stubbornly isolated ourselves. When we go through, we go into our closet. We get us our favorite libation or we get our favorite smoke. We get something and we get by ourselves. We, we don't want nobody around us. We want to drown our tears. And then you, you need to be around people. You need not to suffer in silence or suffer alone you need people don't allow yourself to regress don't allow yourself to think it's weak that you need to talk about it 
We all need to talk about it. The, the bad thing about the pandemic is we don't, you, you can't just go hang out at the barbershop and, and tell lies like you used to. You just can't. <laughs> so you can hear some of the best stories at the barbershop. You got to believe only about 50% of it because they, they, you know, it gets embellished real big. <laughs> you, know, we, you think women talk at the beauty parlor, you ought to see some guys at the barbershop. I know my father-in-law was owned one. My brother-in-law's cut hair. Let me tell you, there, there'd be some conversation. They could, they could save the world in the barbershop. They can fix up every political problem. They can fix you. You have no idea. But the truth of the matter is, even today, you can't be in isolation. Don't cut yourself off. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other. Yes, social distancing should not mean social isolation. We need each other. And, and, and let me tell you something about social distancing. I don't know about you, but I need folk I can be real with. Don't come around me. Don't get too close to me if I can't be real. If you want me to always be a, oh, he talked about, to, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. That's not reality. All you folks going back, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Sometimes I don't want to feel like praise the Lord. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Be real. You know, I know, I know, I know Job said, though he slayed me, yet will I trust in him. I know he said that, but he also said some other things. Oh, if I could but find him. I got some things. God, why have you left me? He wanted to know where, what did I do wrong? What happened to my situation? God, you've done me wrong. I need someone that can be real with me. So it can be okay for me to say what I need to say when I'm next to you. Ah, you got to realize you, you need a place and you need people that will witness with you so that you're not by yourself. You're not, you're not by yourself and that you can be real with them and you can talk real talk, real hurt, real pain, real obligation, real issues. Every now and then you need to tell somebody my issues got issues. Help me somebody. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Last point, last point. That's why this, this, this one, this one hoped me right here. Because see, you must find power in worship. You must find power in worship. That, that's the last lesson from Job. Job, when everything went wrong and everything was taken away, what was your next move, Job? Job said, he would say to you in chapter 1, he said, look, my next move was I ripped my mantle. I even bothered to shave my head. But whatever I did, I fell down on the ground. And I didn't cuss God. I, I was given that opportunity. Matter of fact, somebody I love told me to curse God and die. But I won't cuss God. I hear the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going to cuss God. No, instead, I'm falling to the ground and I'm getting ready to worship God. 
Because the God I serve in the midst of my stuff is still worthy to be worshipped. He's still worthy to be praised. He's still worthy to be honored. He's still worthy to be glorified. And no, I don't understand what I'm going through, but I'm going to worship God. I'm not giving up. I'm getting into worship right now. I'm getting into a praise right now. I'm getting into a glory right now. I'm getting into a hallelujah right now. I'm getting into an oh bless his name right now. Oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Together. I feel a worship. I feel a worship, I feel a worship, I feel a worship. I feel a worship, I feel a worship, I feel a worship. I feel a worship. I, I want to close, I'm close, I'm done, I'm done. But listen to this. On Minister Lamont's Facebook page, there's this, uh, his last posting. I, I think he, he called it the, the, the early bird gets the word. His early bird gets the word, word, it, it's on there. And he talks about seasons and seasons changing. And, and, and he, he talked about the fact that we're almost in fall now, but summer would peak out again. And season change, as if to say seasons change without my permission. I, I don't give them a chance to get a, a vote on the season. I gotta learn to handle my seasons, y'all don't. Yeah, yeah. And, and I need to tell somebody right now, this may be just a season of mourning. It's, it's a morning time. It's a morning time. M-O-U-R-N-I. Oh, you don't get it. it. It's a season of morning. It, it, it's morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's morning. It's morning. It's morning. It's morning. It's morning. I, I, and, and sometimes I don't know about you, but I feel the morning time. Uh, but, but you know what? I want to tell you all this. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, for his anger's but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Y'all missed it? But joy cometh when? In the morning. Y'all, let me do it one more time. You have to realize at some point the you drops out and the morning really does come. Y'all missed it? If you look at the spelling, at some point the you drops out and the morning, y'all ain't got it just yet. At some point the you drops out. Your time of mourning ends. Your time of tears ends for you. You drop out of the mourner's bench. You drop out of the mourning crowd. You drop out of the bereaved. You drop out of those that suffer and mourning does appear and joy 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 comes in the morning hallelujah somebody bless his name somebody bless his name somebody bless his name somebody bless his name, bless his name. joy comes in the morning Joy comes in the morning. Joy 
comes in the morning, it will be morning again. It will be morning again. It will be morning again. We bless the name of the Lord. Y'all come on and join me as we play. Yeah. It's coming. I want to give somebody an opportunity watching me today by any of these two devices. And if you don't know the Lord, I want to give you a chance to know the Lord. I want you to give your heart to God. And if you are saved already and you're in the midst of grieving with the rest of us, I want you to know the morning is coming. Robin A, the morning's coming. Children, the morning's coming. Family members and siblings, the morning's coming. We're going to trust it because joy does come in the morning. I want to send a prayer out for my dear friend, Bishop L.D. Cornish and, and the Cornish family. You, you, God, God is with y'all. Amen. 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 May God give him strength. May healing be in his body. I love all of you. I want you to know God is yet God. In the midst of what we go through, God is yet God. And he still loves us. In spite of what we may think, God is still God. Seasons change. And this too shall pass. If you give your life to God today, if you want to do that, I want you to write me here today at, at, at shilohnlchurchatmen.org. I want you to write us, write us here, churchatmen, at shilohnl.org. It's on the screen. Come on and you can send a note to us. Let us know you've received this word and we will be right back to you. Also, I want to let you know this. I, I really want, want you to get this. Um, you, can, you can join us in saluting and giving today by Givelify, by Cash App. I want you to give your tithes and your offering. You get it, get it out, give it, give it out, get it out. Be a blessing, whatever you do. Amen. Amen. Be a blessing. Amen. Now, now I need you to know your tithes belong to the Lord. Whatever church you belong to, that's where your tithe belongs to. But if you want to give an offering, please give an offering to the place where you're being fed. Amen. Because God is going to bless you here, and he needs to bless this house in order to be here. So please join us here. 